0: Welcome to 5 Minutes in the Word. This is your daily podcast of Bible reading and insights into God's Word. We are continuing our study in the book of Judges. We're still in chapter 6, looking at verses 31 and 32. And it's a continuation from what happened yesterday and yesterday's reading. Gideon, um, of course, followed God's instruction. Uh, Matthew Henry says to reverse what the the Baal worship of the Midianites, uh, the religion it had to be uh, begin at home, to reverse Baal worship, and uh, that religion had to begin at home. So what Gideon was told to do was tear down the altar of Baal that your father has, and cut down the wooden image that is beside it. And of course, when he did that, he brought the ire of the village up on himself. So they are, you know, they're livid. They want to know why and who and everything. And when they discover it's Gideon, let's listen to what happens next. It reads, But Joash said to all who stood against him, Would you plead for Baal? Would you save him? Let the one who would plead for him be put to death by mourning, If he is a god... Let him plead for himself, because his altar has been torn down. Therefore, on that day, he called him Jeroboam, saying, Let Baal plead against him, because he has torn down his altar. Again, Judges chapter 6, verses 31 and 32 from the New King James Version. I'll be back to share insights and we'll close with prayer. Again, that was Judges chapter 6, verses 31 and 32 from the New King James Version. In this section, we're still looking at the controversy caused by Gideon doing what God told him to do, which was to tear down the altar and uh, to uh, destroy, uh, chop down the astro, the, uh, the image. It just says the image, but it's an astra pole, so he had to get rid of that. And because of that, the men in the city, in the village, are ready to kill him for tearing up, you know, for destroying their, their idol. And then, you know, when they got up in the morning to go worship Baal, they saw the burning sacrifice that uh, Gideon had placed on the altar that he had built for Yahweh. And he kindled the fire for the uh, burnt sacrifice with the wood from the, uh, the Asherah pole. But let me continue. Uh, It says, Bring out your son that he may die, because he has torn down the altar of Baal. And this just shows how powerful Baal worship in Israel was at that time. The heresy had become the main religion. Ancient Israel worshipped Baal because he was thought to be the god of weather. And they relied on the weather for their agricultural prosperity. And because of their agricultural prosperity, they were oppressed by the Midianites. Because when the crops came in, here came the Midianites to snatch it all away. So they worshiped Baal all the more, not understanding that uh, it only made things worse. And, you know, that's how it is with us. Instead of turning to God, we will turn to our friends, we'll turn to uh, social media, we'll turn, you know, we go everywhere but to God. And, and not turning to God, and not listening to the uh, leading of His Holy Spirit, we make things worse and worse in our lives. So we need to learn from the children of Israel, that when we need uh, help, we don't turn to idols, we turn to God. We turn to the God who knows all, who sees all, who cares for us. But let me continue. They uh, Baal and Asherah worship was sensual. And, of course, it, it became more popular than worshiping God, the true God, because of the rites that were adapted to the fallen nature of men. And that was according to Clark. Um, Joash says, let Baal contend for himself. If he's a god, let him fight his own battle. Um, Matthew Henry calls him a dung heap, a dunghill deity. So let this dunghill deity... If he's a god uh, with any kind of power, he should be able to defeat his own enemies. And whether Joash was simply just trying to protect his son or not, no one knows. If, but I mean, it makes sense if Baal is that powerful. And remember, the children of Israel have heard of the heard of God's power. He, they know how God uh, brought them out of slavery. They've heard it because Gideon said so. He said, I've heard of your miracles, and why is this going on? So we know they were familiar with God's power. But let me continue. Will you that are Israelites, the worshipers of the one, only, living and true God, plead for Baal, a false god? If he is a god, let him plead for himself, because his altar has been torn down. And that's what his father said. Gideon's father made a very logical argument to preserve his son's life. Since Baal was the offended party, he should be able to defend himself. If he were uh, not a god as he pretended, they could have nothing to say for him, and they should have nothing to say for him. And if he were and he and he was uh, able to plead for himself as the god of Israel had often done by fire from heaven or some other judgment against those who put contempt upon him you know if he had that kind of power he should show it and you know of course he can't and i love this story it says that this is a this is similar to what happened during during a great move of god in the south seas in the 19th century one tribal uh, chief was converted to christianity And he gathered up all the idols of his people. He told the idols he was going to destroy them and then gave them a chance to run away. And of course, because they were all dumb statues, he destroyed them all as they all just sat there. And I just thought that was just such a cute story, but it makes a good point. Jeroboam means uh, Baal will deal with you. And presuming that Baal has any power. So every day Gideon lived would be an uh, indictment on Baal's power. Him living, he um, is uh, signifies that Baal has no power. And that's what that name meant. Let's pray. Father, we come thanking you as we do every at the end of each lesson i'm thanking you for your word thank you father that you make provisions for us thank you father that you give us clear instructions that we just need to follow even and with as um in the case of gideon even when there's peril involved and i have to think of the, the uh, christians in india right now and christians in other places where Christianity is not the major religion and they're being persecuted for their faith. God, we pray for them. We cover them with the blood of Jesus. We pray angel protection upon them. And Father, even as I do these lessons and I have to call the names of these idol gods, protect me from whatever spirits that may linger because I've used these names. God, I cover myself under the uh, blood, blood of your Son. I protect myself as I go through these studies so that, um, you know, no weapon formed against me can prosper. Father, we're praying for those who need you in a special way. We're praying for those who need you as a healer. They need you as a, a, a provider. They need you as a shelter. We're praying for that, Father, especially as we look at the Ukrainians who are still going into I don't know how many months of battle. And God, you have just given them so much resilience. Continue to protect and provide for them. Praying for those in other places where there are conflicts that's not being publicized. Praying for our our states as they um, have so many unprovoked gun violence things happening. We pray for for those who are affected by it, Father. Comfort their hearts as only you can. Give them peace as only you can. People and justice as only you can. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you for spending time in God's Word with me. Be blessed.